Today's episode is really exciting. I'm going to get into some of the updates with the forensic audit in Arizona, as well as some really big things happening as far as forensic audits in Georgia and Wisconsin. There are some major things happening right now. I'm excited to bring it to you guys because the mainstream news is not covering it. I'm your host, Amanda Ensing, and you are tuning in to Liberty Before Lipstick. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of Liberty Before Lipstick. Before we get into everything happening, going forward for the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be uploading one episode a week on Tuesday. I'm going to be finishing up some projects as well as doing a little bit of traveling. If you follow me on my other social media platforms, you've probably noticed I've been posting quite a bit on Instagram. I'm probably on Instagram more than other platforms as far as posting, so make sure you follow me on there and also subscribe to my YouTube channel as well. The thing I love about this podcast is I'm able to talk about a lot of things that would potentially be censored on YouTube or on Instagram because of fact checkers and because they're trying to hide the truth. Hence why I'm talking about the audits today. There is so much happening and the mainstream media is silent. It blows my mind to see these huge things happening and you really have to dig for the information now. And I'm really getting my information straight from the source. You can't rely on mainstream media or news outlets anymore. For most of these audit updates, you have to go to conservative or third-party smaller news outlets, or you have to go straight to the source, the people that are working the audits, the senators themselves. And it's crazy that the news is just not reporting it as if they can ignore the truth just because they don't post it. It's insane. So the first thing that I want to talk about is Georgia. Yesterday, a breaking report came out in Georgia. Veteran election officials said 30,000 fake ballots found in Georgia audit. They said in quotes, they're not real. So this was reported yesterday, and I'll link a few references and sources down in the description bar of this podcast. So a judge ordered 145,000 Fulton County absentee ballots to be unsealed in Georgia. Now, if you watched when they challenged these elections in these states and you watched the witness testimonies, you saw the statistical evidence, the mathematical evidence, the evidence to me was clear then that we did not have a safe and secure election. This wasn't about who won. It was about making sure everyone's vote counted and that everything that was being reported and all the numbers were accurate. So that's why when I see people saying, what are you talking about? Just get over it. Biden won. To actually think that this was a safe and secure election is beyond me. You can go back and watch the witness testimonies. You can watch the statistical evidence, the mathematical evidence. There was so much evidence coming forward, yet the courts did nothing about it. And I feel like that was an easy way out for a lot of people saying, oh, well, if there was so much evidence, why didn't the court do anything? So what? There's no way the courts can't be corrupt. I mean, our whole government is corrupt. But when it fits their narrative, they pretend like, oh, our government's so good. Our elections are so safe. I can link countless sources of professionals talking about how our elections are not safe and secure. I'm old enough to remember when the news and the Democrats said that Russia stole the election in 2016 whenever Trump was inaugurated, saying that it was rigged. So why didn't they call for any audits? Why didn't they try to get it overturned if it really was rigged, right? I would think any honest person would be okay with an audit and a forensic audit at that if they had nothing to hide. 
Because if you didn't steal anything, if you didn't do anything wrong, there's nothing wrong with doing a forensic audit. There's nothing wrong with investigations. If anything, when you have nothing to hide and people just want to make sure, it makes you look good in the end. If you're like, see, I told you there was nothing wrong. But as we're seeing in all of these swing states, and as we've seen in Maricopa County in the Arizona forensic audit, the Democrats are in full panic mode. The Arizona Secretary of State, she's a Democrat, Katie Hobbs, was stripped of her duties for trying to interfere with the audit. They are in full panic mode, trying everything and anything to stop the audit from happening, saying, oh, well, it undermines democracy. How does giving the people of this nation the proof that we had a safe election undermine democracy? The definition of having a safe election, of making sure that our votes count and knowing that they matter is us knowing that there was no foul play, that there was no interference. Katie Hobbs being stripped of her duties this week alone was huge news. For the left to scream, your voice matters, get out and vote. And then the moment you ask, well, wait, how do I know that my vote actually mattered? Oh, don't question it. Are you a conspiracy theorist? Are you crazy? Trust the system. Don't undermine democracy. How can people not see that anytime you try to question the election or question COVID or ask questions about anything the government does, they are trying to shut you down and silence you? How is that not alarming for people? That's scary to me. I want transparency. I want to know the truth. It gets even worse when you can show people hard evidence and they don't believe it. They think it's not true. That's when you know you've been brainwashed. You've been indoctrinated. To be able to look at mathematical evidence, scientific evidence, and still not believe that it's true because the media says otherwise. Let's go over a few quick election stats just to put things in perspective. Obama won the presidency with 69 million votes. In 2020, Trump got 74 million votes. So he got 5 million more than Obama. And they're claiming Biden got 81 million votes. That's 7 million more than Trump is what they're claiming in 2020. Obama won 873 counties to become president. In 2020, Trump won 2,497 counties. That's about 1,700 counties more than Obama, yet somehow he didn't win the election. Now, you would think that Biden would have more than that, right? Because they're claiming he's the president. Biden only won 477 counties. So Obama won 18 out of 19 bellwether counties. Trump also got 18 out of 19 bellwether counties, which means Biden only got one out of 19 bellwether counties. Obama won Florida, Ohio, and Iowa. In 2020, Trump also won Florida, Ohio, and Iowa. So that means Biden lost Florida, Ohio, and Iowa. There hasn't been a president since Nixon that has not won Florida, Ohio, and Iowa. But hey, just like everything else, they're trying to say Biden was the first. Obama won the House seats. Trump also won the House seats. Biden lost the House seats. And these are just a few numbers that don't add up. They want the American people to believe that the man who didn't come out of his basement, who couldn't get more than 10, 15 people to come to a rally, won the president with astronomical numbers beating Obama? Democrats loved Obama. 
there is no way you can convince me that Biden was more popular than Obama and that Biden was the most popular president of all time. I mean, Donald Trump had 40 miles of cars just in Arizona in support. People see what they want to see. They hate Trump. They'll believe anything the media tells them. So let's talk about what's happening in Georgia. In Fulton County, a judge ordered 145,000 Fulton County absentee ballots to be unsealed. This is huge. This is huge. Fulton County, Georgia had a lot of buzz. Georgia was a really key state. And even Trump got on and was saying, you guys need to do the right thing. You need to do an audit. You need to do an audit. But no forensic audits were done until now. It's important to keep in mind that any audits or recounts that were done last year were the same machines running the same ballots. So of course, you're going to get the same results. The Maricopa County audit in Arizona is the first audit like it of its kind in U.S. history. I mean, this is huge. And not a lot of people are talking about it. This is huge. It's never been done in U.S. history. They are not just running them through the machines. These are forensic audits, which means they're testing the paper. They're hand-checking them. In Arizona, they have about 2.2 million ballots they have to go through. And the Arizona audits are live. You can watch them live. They have several cameras. They were shown scanning them under UV lights. They're also checking the machines. And there's been a lot of buzz about the machines because Maricopa County does not want to give the password for the machines. There's been a huge battle in Maricopa County, and the news is not saying anything. Maricopa County came out and said they never had the passwords. So if you don't have the passwords to the machines, who's running the show? Which brings me to another question. Who said stop the count on election night? Who stopped the count? People need to be asking these questions. From what I read, they were able to get into the machines. And it turns out that the data has been wiped. Nothing says guilty to me like wiping information that was protected under a subpoena. And by voting rules, you have to keep the data for a certain amount of years. So in Georgia, election officials are alleging that up to 30,000 of those 145,000 mail-in ballots are fraudulent. Fraud. Look up the definition of fraud for all of you who don't know. F-R-A-U-D. John Fredericks went on Steve Bannon's war room, and he said they have six affidavits now of the veteran officials that are alleging that the 30,000 ballots are fake. Frederick said somebody printed them on a machine and ran them through the vote counting machines. They are not real. They're not attached to anybody. Another revelation they found was that these ballots were unfolded and printed on different paper than the regular absentee ballots. Just to make it clear, You cannot mail in an absentee ballot without folding it, creating a crease in the paper. Another word to look up, crease, a fold. So how were these mail-in ballots with no crease? And why were they on different paper? And in order to get an absentee ballot, you have to get it in the mail. You have to fold it. And it's not just one or two ballots that aren't folded or on different paper. It's 30,000 ballots. Frederick said that this means the Department of Elections and Georgia machine folded the ballot. You can't have a ballot in an envelope that you mail back or Dropbox back that's not folded. You either got it folded or you send it back folded or both with an envelope. So why aren't they folded? Because even when you get it, it has to be folded. 
Another thing that is so suspect is that 97% of those ballots that are fake are for Biden. Interesting, huh? The fourth thing that is on these affidavits is that the bubble marks on the ballots were not made by an ink pen or a pencil. They were made by a machine. So 30,000 random people that mailed in ballots just happened to have machines. They went further to do an analysis of the 950 military ballots in this 30,000. And I want you to listen up to what they found. This is public record. This is not made up. It's not conspiracy theory. It is public record. Out of the 950 military mail-in ballots, Biden got 950 votes. He got 100% of these military ballots. That is virtually impossible to happen. And not only is that impossible, the ballots were in sequential order, and that's also public information. So Frederick said that if Judge Amaro makes a declaratory judgment that counterfeit ballots were there and that some of them were counted twice, that's another possibility, that he's going to demand that Governor Kemp call a special session and they're going to start decertifying elections. I don't know this judge. I don't know if he's a good person, if they have ulterior motives. Our government system, our legal system, is corrupt. There's corruption on deep levels. So we can only sit and wait and see what happens. But what I can tell you is that this is not going away. You have millions of people who know what happened, who know that this election was stolen, that it was rigged. When you get up and see a president who doesn't even remember where he is, who should be in a nursing home, who has obvious signs of dementia, who can't even get a tenth of the views Donald Trump got on his press conferences, inauguration, a president where YouTube adds likes and takes away dislikes and manipulates the numbers because it looks so bad, an administration where they have to turn off comments. How ironic is it that the Biden administration has these town hall, is what they call it on YouTube, which a town hall is you know, where people can come and share their opinion and listen to policy, yet every video the comments are turned off. I mean, it's communism. It's not America. It's not free America. When all of these celebrities and influencers who were mouthpieces for the Biden administration, who blamed Trump for everything, but now blame Biden for nothing, who are quiet. I mean, watching as our country is just going into a free fall, about to go into hyperinflation, the dollar is crumbling, unemployment is rising, and you're telling me 80 million or 81 million, whatever they said, people voted for him? The most popular president in history who didn't even campaign, who can't even say a full sentence most of the time that you can understand, who doesn't answer any questions, who just turns and walks away or says he can't answer questions because he'll get in trouble. Is anyone really buying that? If you were in such a deep stage of denial and an echo chamber to think that Joe Biden was the most popular president of all time that won, you haven't been paying attention. And this is not a Democrat versus Republican thing, right? There is corruption in both parties. I'm fully aware of that. I don't care about politicians. That's why I like Trump. He wasn't a politician. He cared about the people. The media hated him because he cared about the people. 
He wanted to tell the people the truth so that we could have the power back. He said that our movement was about taking power from Washington and giving it back to the people. And the same people screaming for freedom and diversity and inclusivity and all these things, they're the ones siding with big corporations, lockdowns, vaccine passports, mandatory COVID shots. They're the same people siding with totalitarianism, with communism, with socialism. The same people who called Trump a dictator now smile as Biden starts to take away all of the freedoms in America. The sad part about all of this is you don't realize what you've done until it's too late and then you can't get it back. But lucky for America, God isn't finished yet. I know that in my spirit and in my soul that God is doing big things. You cannot hide the truth. And the only people who try to censor and hide the truth are afraid. Have you ever noticed how people who hate Trump and that hate you for being conservative, who say you spread misinformation or you're a conspiracy theorist or you're crazy, are the same ones who can never give you a fact to save their life. They can never tell you what's misinformation. They can never back anything up. All they say is whatever the headlines say. And who can blame them, right? Google censors it. Facebook takes it down. Instagram hides it. You have to dig for the information. Another breaking story came from Wisconsin. Wisconsin at November 3rd election now being investigated by retired officers, Assembly Speaker. Assembly Speaker Robin Voss announced that she is hiring retired police officers to investigate the November 3rd presidential election. He said we need to have a fact basis to continue to show the public in Wisconsin that we continue to take these irregularities seriously. In the interview, Voss talked about how the Center for Tech and Civic Life is mostly funded by Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg, and he got involved in several cities. Wisconsin's five largest cities received $6.3 million from this group that's mostly funded by Zuckerberg. It also provided funding in about 200 municipalities across the state. He said a sizable chunk of people believe the election was illegitimate and democracy cannot flourish if both sides don't believe in the end both sides had a fair shot. Another report came in involving a new judicial watch study. The study found that 353 U.S. counties in 29 different states had a voter registration rate exceeding 100%. So over 100% of the people that were able to vote voted. Judicial Watch announced that a September 2020 study revealed that these 353 U.S. counties had 1.8 million more registered voters than eligible voting age citizens. So in other words, the rates were above 100%. There were eight states found to have exceeded 100% in statewide registration rates. These were Alaska, Colorado, Maine, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, Rhode Island, and Vermont. So Judicial Watch relies on the voter registration and these studies to let states know when they're failing to comply with requirements of the National Voter Registration Act of 1993. This act requires states to make reasonable efforts to clean their voting rolls. First of all, if you're to believe that 100% of any state registered to vote, of people who are eligible to vote, you would be fooling yourselves. But they're not just saying 100%. These states reported over 100%. I would love for someone to explain to me how it's possible to have over 100% voter registration. There were also a few Maricopa audit updates from Ken Bennett. 
If you've been following the Maricopa County on it, there have been a lot of things happening. They've also been tweeting a lot of kind of cryptic things and also very straightforward things. I believe when the 40 days are up, when the results are out, it's going to shock a lot of people and also confirm what a lot of people know to be true. We'll just have to sit and wait and see how that unravels. But there were a few updates from Ken Bennett. As of Monday, they have inspected over 600,000 ballots. There are about 2.2 million total. They added more ballot examination tables as well as volunteers who are being trained. It seems they have a very organized system. They have color-coded outfits. Everything, like I said, is live. You can watch it live. It's funny whenever I hear you know, far-left media and far-left politicians saying, oh my gosh, this is not being transparent. This is degrading and undermining our democracy when you can literally watch it live online. Meanwhile, in the 2020 election, there were counties where the rooms were boarded up and conservatives were not allowed in. That is not transparency. The ballot examination is on track to be done by the end of June. They're doing the forensic examination of the machines with physical ballot examination. So they're not just looking at the ballots, but also the machines. Also, the signatures on the envelopes will also be spot checked. They'll be giving the final report to the Senate a few weeks after they finish the audit. At that point, the Senate can make the report available to the public. They said their focus was on 33,000 ballots in which machines counted no presidential votes. There were unsigned mail-in ballot envelopes. There were unfolded mail-in ballots. Once again, sounds a lot like Georgia. They're also looking for duplicates. They're looking to see if all undelivered returned mail-in ballots were accounted for. And they're looking to see if any ballots were double counted. Keep in mind, the margin to flip Arizona is very small. It's about 11,000 votes. It's somewhere in that range. That's not a lot at all. And compared to 2.1 million ballots or 2.2 million ballots, 10,000 is really nothing. If you're one of those people who thinks it's impossible to hack an election in America, I'm going to leave some links for you down below of just some light reading you can check. And some of these news sources are also ones that if you like watching CNN and all these places, then you'll find it credible because these aren't all random news sources. These are also mainstream news sources talking about how elections can be vulnerable and how you can hack them. I mean, I have sources from PBS, from Politico, I have ones from the New York Times, Bloomberg, NBC. I have a lot of different sources, and I'll link a few down in the description below. If you have the opinion that this election was stolen, was rigged, I hope this episode left you feeling a little bit more positive. I know it's hard to wait. I know it's hard to see things happening that are wrong and feel like nothing's being done. I know a lot of us have felt that the last year, watching corruption happen and the law's being broken, and it seems like nothing's happening. I mean, just this week, Senator Paul said that Dr. Fauci committed perjury over gain-of-function comments related to the Wuhan lab. And it's just like, well, why is nothing happening? Facebook came out and said they're no longer banning posts that suggest COVID-19 was man-made. But do you know how many people got banned and deplatformed and shut down for saying that COVID was not natural? It's like, again, when, when is something going to happen, right? When are these people going to be held accountable for what they've done? Hurting one person should be enough, but corruption in our government and tech, it's hurt thousands and millions of people. 
it doesn't matter whether you voted for Trump or not. If you want freedom, if you want a fair election, if you want people's voice to be heard, not just voices that sound like yours, you'll be open to hearing the truth when it comes out. When someone robs a house and they get caught, they don't get to keep the stuff. They have to give it back. I know they're pushing a lot of distractions out there in the media. They're trying to divert your attention away from anything going on with the audits. They're pushing UFOs. They're pushing all of these other things in the news to keep you distracted from what's happening in states like Arizona, in Georgia, Wisconsin, all of these things relating to the election. That's why they're not giving it any airtime. Pay attention to these audits. Keep your eyes on Arizona. Keep watching Georgia. If one state's elections are found to be void, illegitimate fraud, what happens to the rest? If one domino falls, do the rest of them fall? I hope this episode left you feeling encouraged because it left me feeling a whole lot of hope that a lot of big things are about to happen and all we can do is sit, watch, and wait. Regardless, I know that God wins and that God is not finished with America yet and he's not finished with the world yet. I've got a good feeling that something big is coming. Keep the faith, you guys. Hold the line and don't stop defending our freedoms. Thanks so much for tuning in to this brand new episode of Liberty Before Lipstick. Please don't forget to subscribe and to download and to follow this podcast, as well as share it with a friend, share it with someone who needs to hear this message. If you want to support my work, don't forget to follow me on Instagram and on YouTube and to head over to makemakeupgreatagain.com to pick out some merch. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. God bless. And I'll catch you in my brand new episode next Tuesday.